grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this Sunday, the fifth Sunday after Trinity, is the Gospel reading, Luke chapter 5. St. Paul wrote to the Colossians, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. With these words, St. Paul encouraged the Colossians in their Christian life together as they bore the family resemblance of their Heavenly Father in lives of forgiveness, love, compassion, and generosity. In all things, the word of Christ should dwell in them richly, in their hearts, in their teaching, in their admonishing one another, in their singing. St. Paul encouraged this because, of course, faith comes by hearing. The Word of God is the instrument of the Holy Spirit to create faith. Without God's Word, everything fails. Faith is not created through being nice to other people, but by the Word of God. Without this, our work is in vain. But with it, faith is created and Christ's church is enlarged. We are taught this from the text this week. Peter, James, and John toiled all night at the nets, but they caught nothing. Yet at Christ's word, they received a miraculous catch of fish. It even says their nets were breaking. They didn't receive that catch because they found the the perfect place to fish or they had a golden technique, but only because of our Lord's word. Then the Lord commissioned them as his first disciples to carry that same word into the world, to be catching men, he said. Today we learn that it is the Lord's word that does the work. And without it, our labor is in vain. If you were to look at today's text in a Bible, you would likely find the heading, Jesus Calls the First Disciples. The events in our text happen very near the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry. The temptation of our Lord takes place in Luke chapter 4, and after that he went up into the northern part of the country Galilee. There he taught, he cast out demons, and he healed many. As you can imagine, word about all of this spread. Crowds started to follow our Lord, curious about the healings and desiring to hear his word. On one occasion, St. Luke wrote by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear the word of God. Now our Lord had been standing beside the Sea of Galilee and noticing a couple of boats nearby, he got into one and then taught the crowd from a little bit out in the water. St. Luke tells us that the boat he got into was Peter's. When Jesus finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep 
and let down your nets for a catch. Up to this point, Peter had been listening to Jesus' teaching while also washing the nets. And washing the nets was something that you did after you had finished fishing. And evidently, their previous night's catch was disappointing. Peter said, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. They had toiled all night and were exhausted even from catching nothing. But the Lord's word produced a faith in Peter, James, and John that saw them putting out the nets once again. And when they had done this, St. Luke reports, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. If you think back about five Sundays to Trinity Sunday, the Old Testament reading was from Isaiah chapter 6. And that's where Isaiah the prophet receives a vision of the heavenly throne room. Remember how the angels were calling out to each other, holy, 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 and the, the foundations of the throne room were shaking. Isaiah concluded from all this that he was about to die, the sinner being in the presence of the Almighty God. But then an angel flew to him with a burning coal from the altar, and he said to Isaiah, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, your sin atoned for. The same sort of thing happens with Peter in our text. The miraculous catch didn't come from fishing in a great spot that only Jesus knew or casting the nets in just the right way. It was all Jesus. And Peter knew it. He begged Jesus to go away from him because he was a sinner. Jesus said to him, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. With these words, Jesus heard Peter's confession that he was a sinner and forgave him. Peter was right to feel guilty over his sin. But now he need not be afraid. He is forgiven. With these words, Jesus also called Peter, James, and John as the first of his disciples. In the gospel this week, we see the power of Christ's word. With his word, faith was created in the heart of the crowd and of these first disciples. With his word, Jesus healed the sick and cast out the demons. With his word, he produced the miraculous catch of fish. With his word, he has also called us to faith. St. James, the brother of our Lord, not the James that we've heard of this week. St. James wrote, Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth. St. Peter, the St. Peter, likewise wrote, You have been born again, 
not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. Through the preaching of the law, Christ brings us to know and lament our sins. Through the gospel, he teaches us that he bore our sins on the cross and made the once for all time payment for them in his death. By his word, he calls us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. He brings us to and keeps us in the faith. Just a little later in St. Peter's first epistle, he said, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Now, when Peter calls us a royal priesthood, he isn't saying here that we are all pastors, But he does mean that the same word by which Christ called us to faith, he also places into our mouths. He does this so that in our daily lives, in our vocations as father, mother, grandparent, friend, worker of whatever sort, we might also bear witness of his love to those around us. We give evidence of his goodness by our works, but especially by our words. The word of God is what convicts of sin. It is what comforts and with forgiveness. God's word is what creates faith and saves. Now, we live in a time where there is a lot of uncertainty There's a lot of uncertainty about the course of the world and and even our own congregations. If we're being honest, we can see that there are empty spots. There are innumerable places out there offering strategies and solutions who promise us that they can fix things if we just buy their product. Do you think that Our situation is new. Do you think that the Colossians might also have had some, if not the same, worries as us? I'd bet so. This was St. Paul's, or really the Holy Spirit through St. Paul, the Holy Spirit's encouragement. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. It was the Lord's word that produced a miraculous catch of fish in the gospel, and it's the word of God that produces miraculous catches even today. Now, not all catches are huge in number, but they are All miracles. Jesus said a few weeks back, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is both our confidence and our encouragement today. 
The Lord's word does the work. It's his word that grows the church, not us. That doesn't mean that we should be lazy or lacking in labors of love, but it does mean that the same Lord who worked through the preaching of the apostles works through us. When his word is present in our worship through the liturgy, the readings, the hymns, the sacraments and sermons, and when it is present in our lives, there the Lord is at work. He will grant growth where, when, and how it pleases him. Let us give thanks that the Lord has given us his word of forgiveness and pray that he would cause it to dwell among us richly, that it would both rest in our hearts and come out of our mouths. In Jesus' name, amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.